Hello and welcome into the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby once again. Thanks for joining us. We are coming in on a Monday morning after a busy week of Clemson athletics. There's a lot to get to. I mean, just a lot of fun stuff, a lot to dive in and talk about. So, you know, fall fall feels like it's turning into it. Getting closer and closer to winter. We got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got Christmas on the horizon. Guys, this these seasons are flying by. And now we're in the middle of November. I mean, I don't know where all this time is going. We've basketball just got started. Football's winding down. Uh, soccer's in their playoff postseason. I mean, there's a lot, a lot going on. And then of course all the spring sports are in you know, their scrimmages and practices. And so a lot to get to. So I want to dive right on in. Uh, the big one we want to talk about, of course, is uh, Clemson football, who just got over a big win over Louisville, 31 to 16 on Saturday. And so I know we didn't get to have a podcast last week to get to talk about Notre Dame. And, you know, it wasn't a great game. I put out like a thread of just some different things I was I was really hoping to look for just because it, there's so many things that were coming from that Notre Dame game that we just didn't see that you'd really want to hope to see in this Louisville game and almost just kind of just wanting it to be like a one-off kind of a thing. And so it, it, Notre Dame was kind of more of an enlightening thing of like, okay, what's working and what's not working, especially on the offensive side. You know, defensively, I mean, yes, it was 35 points, but – you could almost argue that really only 14 was on the defense, but that there were a couple times where they couldn't get off on third down and really give up some big plays and just were losing that energy, especially, you know, then that late touchdown and offense just couldn't get the ball going. It felt like we were just stuck in this motion of trying to, you know, there were a lot of screens and a lot of just couldn't get stuff over the middle. We couldn't get the run game. Just no one felt comfortable. And, so you just really want to see a whole, you know, turnaround, honestly, a lot. It's almost like a, you want to look at the tape, but then quickly throw it out kind of a game, you know? And, you know, obviously there's going to be some things that still need to be corrected and fine tuned, but I thought this was a good bounce back performance from the Tigers. I mean, it's not all the way where they, where they want to be for sure, but I thought that there's still a lot of good things that came out of this game. And so, yeah, I mean, don't love the late touchdown, obviously. You know, we'll, we'll get to that, too. There's some things like that. Turnovers were an issue. I mean, four fumbles, three fumbles lost, two by Shipley, who lost one. That just seemed kind of uncharacteristic, uh, kind of wondering if his shoulder was hurting him a little bit, having a hard time gripping the ball. Um, they were talking about that on the broadcast. It'd be interesting to see of that. Haven't heard anything else since then, but just could have been a fluky thing. But it was nice to see DJ a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. You could tell that they were trying to get him some throws that were more comfortable. I love seeing over the middle a little bit more. Antonio Williams, uh, Spectre got thrown the ball a little bit. Uh, Jake Brinningstool, that was nice to see him. And then Antonio Williams, like 10 catches, 83 yards. Uh, the, dude's, the dude's a baller. And as a freshman, he's become really like a staple of the passing game, especially now in, in Bo Collins was out too. So that was really good to see him and just continue to see that improvement. And then the touchdown was a little slant over the middle. So lots of good things with DJ. The more I've watched, the more I've just become this this idea that DJ is this type of player that he wants to feel the game early. And if he doesn't feel the game early, then it takes him a while to get into the game. And sometimes 
it's almost like too late. And so I really liked that they got him in the running game. You know, a lot of times with running quarterbacks or running, like Clemson has tended to not want to run the quarterback until it's more of the championship phase or the postseason type of phase to really add that dynamic. DJ can run, but he's a between the tackles kind of guy. He's a you know bigger guy, likes to get those tough extra yards. It's just it's more of his style of running. You know, maybe a little bit more of a Taj Boyd versus like a Deshaun or Trevor. And he just seems to like that. And so it was very, it likes to get hit a little bit. It likes him to let him feel the game, you know. And so with two quarterback runs, like that was not a surprise to me. Couple Try to get a couple quick throws outside. That was a big, big thing for me to, to see. Because in other games we haven't gone as well, it's like a three and out or even worse, a turnover. It just seems to be it's like this feast or famine kind of feel to it. And... That was just important to get off on a good start, and I thought that was a really good sign, especially. And so you saw some more of the touch plays. He was 19 for 27, 185, and a touchdown. You know, Antonio Williams was the the big threat, but then he had other receivers, you know, all catching passes that I thought was really good. He even caught a pass, you know, which that was fun. So a lot, a lot of good things in that respect. Of course, there's still things to work on, and I think the deep threat, would be nice to more have. It's just not like a take off the top of the defense kind of player. And I just don't know if Clemson has that receiver right now. You know, maybe Adam Randall, Randall can be that in the future. But there's just not all the way of that big play. Antonio Williams, I feel like, is really one of your best options for that. Um, but he's really good out of the slot, too. So this team just feels like a little bit more of a methodical down the field team than Clemson's even like used to. But... Of course, after Notre Dame, I think a lot of people will just take positive yards as well. <laughs> so, I mean, this team—that's the crazy part—is this team's nine and one, seven and zero in conference, clinched the division, like gonna go the ACC title again. I mean, they only missed last year, and we're still talking about like things to improve on, especially on the offensive side. So, I thought there were a lot of good things. Uh, Parks was out, so that was good to see. You know. A couple guys coming in and fill and, and get some good playing time. I thought that other than Shipley's couple of fumbles, I thought he was really good. I thought Maffa was Maffa was awesome. I mean, especially when Shipley was um they were, you know, rotating some spots. He was Maffa was 10 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's 10 yards a clip. The dude was just churning out some plays. Especially there was like a 25-yard run that was really good. He had that you know long touchdown at the end that was just that was awesome. And then, you know, he, he's getting a first down, making guys miss. And he just has – Shipley's more of the, like, explosive, like, hit the hole and just burn kind of a guy. And Moffat can run guys over, but also he can show his elusiveness too. And I think it's just it's a nice complement of backs. And that's just been fun to watch that dynamic and, and seeing a little bit more of those those two together. And of course, with Shipley, you have to talk about that insane, you know, hurdle that he did for the touchdown. I mean, the dude just comes out full speed, hurdles the guy who's standing up. It wasn't just like a like a. Sometimes this sounds funny because I can't do this, but like a cheap hurdle, like where a guy's like diving at you, you hurdle him, you kind of get hit a little bit, and then you go to the ground. He hurdles the guy standing up, full speed, bounces off a couple guys like pinballs, and then just grows into the end zone like it's no big deal you know i mean the guy just like does stuff like that and you're like 
it's almost like casual the way he like will do it. And you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? I mean, that was arguably one of the run, like that could have been the run of the year. I mean, that's how good that was. So I thought overall offense played well, still things to improve on turnovers have to get better, especially with the fumbles. I mean, that has to get better. And DJ's had a little bit of a problem with that recently. And so they'll definitely be working on that a little bit when you got Miami coming up and South Carolina uh, to finish out the season. So there's a couple more chances to keep working on that. But I think overall, I, I, I liked what I saw, and it's an improvement. I think that's the biggest thing on offense is it's, we're going in the right direction now. Defensively, I thought that they played much better than they did last week. Uh, you had Brian Brzee played one of his best games. Barrett Carter is just a beast. I mean, the dude just flying around the ball. You could just tell that the team missed him. He just, not that they don't miss like guys like Trenton Simpson and stuff, but what Barrett Carter, just to me, it was like you could tell that he he couldn't play, obviously against Notre Dame. There were a couple plays where on like third down, they get a run just to like keep the play going. And you're like, you kind of wonder like, what if Barrett Carter made that play? And not to like knock the other guys at all. It's just more of highlighting like, how good Bear Carter is and um, just what he means energy wise, like on this defense too. It just seemed like they just didn't have as much energy and they just played a lot more with a lot more energy. Um, we were looking at third downs. Like that was a big, that was a key for me that I put out of wanting to see how they done third downs. Louisville was three for 14. I mean, Clemson was only four for 13, so it's not that much better, but three for 13. I mean, that's how you do it, you know, and it gave the offense a chance to really, capture the lead and keep the pedal to the metal going. You know, they gave up 400 yards, so that's not ideal. I think it, it's a little bit harder on a defense when you have, you know, you, you're expecting a guy like Malik Cunningham who can throw the ball, but he's a dynamic player running the ball too and, and takes and, and in space. And so you have to keep your eyes on him of his style of running. So he has a hand injury, you know, coming into the game and then he aggravates it more and then especially on that last play of the half. I mean, you just don't want to see that. I mean, he's a dynamic player, and, you know, on defense, it's not it's nice not to have to worry about him in that respect, but hopefully he, he can be better because he's just a fun guy to watch, and I hope he can continue to play this season. But I thought that they handled that dynamic pretty well, and I think they shut down the running game better, uh, especially in the first half. I thought the D-line played well. Bear Carter was everywhere. Brian Brzee, monster in the middle. I mean, they just weren't giving them a whole lot to play. And then second half, you know, they have to come in with the backup quarterback, uh, Doman, who was 13 for 23, 175 yards, a touchdown, and he got the pick at the end of the game by Carter. Uh, it's a different, you know, it's a little bit different style, and, and – Clemson was playing more of cushion defense, protecting a lead. And so you're, you're playing different defenses. So the stats can be a little misleading on who like that Clemson was in control of the game for sure. But obviously there are a couple of like, just things you would like to tune up, especially that late touchdown. Cause really this was like 31 to 10, you know, that was definitely more of the score and that touchdown late to end of the game. You don't like that. It leaves a bad taste to your mouth. So but it, it keeps something on the, you know, on tape for them to work on this week, you know. And Miami is a very interesting team that we'll talk about later this week of, 
you know, you're still not really sure what to make of them, you know, coming in with all that hype and, and still have some guys on offense that you have to take account for. Uh, Hudson, you know, we have 11 receptions, 163 yards. I mean, that guy can play. Uh, didn't love that. No one else really beat you, which was good. Jordan got 73 yards on the ground. I think like the overall, like it was a good effort by the defense. There were just some things late that were that you want to fine tune and want to get better. And I think what's interesting is you had Barrett Carter taking over Trent Simpson's spot on the defense, and Simpson had moved over, you know, to fill in the gap that you know Skalski and Specter had left uh, last year. And so now you kind of wonder, like, do you let you know? you let Carter play the well because he did it so well and uh, Simpson go back to his original position. Kind of wonder that, honestly, because of how well they played. So we'll see what they try out in um, in, in, in practice this week. I mean, so and, and, and interested to see more of like what Dabo says in like the press conference and everything. Um, but overall, I, I just, I like the performance. I think there were some yeah, there's some fine-tuning things for sure. And, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a firing all-cylinder type of a game. But, however, when you juxtapose where they're coming from last week, I thought it's a much improvement. And so what I would love to see is just continuing to build up on this, finishing out a conference play uh, next Saturday with Miami, then finishing out South Carolina, and, and finishing out that well. And then you got North Carolina in the ACC championship. And I mean, in a few, like three weeks from now, that's going to be a game. That's going to be a really good game. And that's a high clicking offense. I think from a coach's perspective, your course, you're focused on Miami. But to me, in my eyes, it's, we're looking at postseason. And if Clemson wants any shot at making the playoff, I know it's an outside shot, you know, count them out, whatever. A one loss Clemson ACC champion it's hard pressed to leave him out. I, I, a lot would have to, you know, stuff would have to happen for sure. But I mean, a one loss, you know, conference champion would be, and you have a win over a top, probably at that point, a top 10 North Carolina, if they, if they keep winning out, you know, if they keep going in that direction. So I'm excited. I think that's gonna be an awesome game. So we'll talk about that down the road, of course, but that's the kind of thing I'm looking for is it's not just this upcoming week, but you're going to continue this momentum into this championship phase of course, into the into the next uh, into this, these last three games, and then side note, I just thought it was awesome that we used the the purple and orange. I know people are hit or miss of whether they're actually fans of that. I thought it was really fun, um, and I thought it was fun as a kind of surprise until like right before game time. You know, you, you got the purple because it's Military Appreciation Day, which Clemson does an excellent job at that. I've always really appreciated that, and. Um, Really just appreciate also, too, having gotten to say, like, just thank you for everyone who served our country and continues to do so um, and just all the and, and, and whatever way that that's looked like. And so I know I really appreciate that. And the fact that we even get to talk about, you know, football on like a podcast or like getting to watch, you know, Saturdays in Death Valley or in, in Little John or wherever. It's because of, of your sacrifices. And so just really appreciate um, what y'all do for this country and for each of us. And I just appreciate that Clemson really tries to celebrate that well. Of course, I don't know. It's hard to do anything like that perfectly, but I know Clemson really tries to do that well. And I think it's really cool that Clemson gets to do that with the purple out naturally with our colors. And 
So uh, obviously, of course, that was the, the military appreciation game, and then having bringing out the orange britches because it you know is to outright clinch the division. So. I just thought that was awesome. It's not something that always happens now with Dabo Sweeney because he's a very, you know, we have a system of how <laughs> of how the Tigers go about um, wearing the the uniform. And, and I, I like that personally. I think it's like you kind of know what to expect and you get to look forward to this championship phase, um, britches, you know, orange britches. But it was interesting to see because of the outright division title. So I thought the Tigers did a good job. We clinched the division. It's outright, which is a big deal. Um, and you know, back like in 2010, 2011 to say that, you know, there's been this many division titles and this many, especially after what Florida state was doing, it's just, it's, it's an incredible run and something that's not, I don't want to take lightly for sure. So really looking forward to that. Just wanted to mention that. So a lot of good stuff. When it comes to Clemson football, some more to look forward to with that later in the week. But we've had a lot of other, you know, Clemson sports coming up. And there's almost been so many things on the radar that you almost just ha- had to write them down just to make sure you hit them all. Um, want to hit these quickly. Uh, want to me- make sure I don't forget to mention them. But I got to watch some of the Clemson soccer. And it's fun to watch those two different programs, especially men's soccer and what they've had. The, you know, they've been to the... ACC championship three the last four years and they were going for their fifth title uh, ACC championship title uh, in the tournament and coming as an eight seed going on the road uh, that was really impressive going on number one Duke then Wake Forest and then getting a tough Syracuse team and you know had the couple like the ball slip to the the orange you know attacker in the middle and they got the goal and then gave up another goal later so not the way that the Tigers wanted to turn out for sure, but I just I love the run that they were on, especially as a team that's had some injury issues, you know, going going forward, especially and you come off that high of winning a national title, losing some guys to the MLS, then you have some injuries. I thought that was a lot of grit to use some basketball's term, but um, really impressed with those guys and the way Mike Noonan and, the, and that coaching staff have those guys ready to play. And so they'll be looking forward to seeing they, where they get picked in the NCAA tournament. And then speaking of the tournament, we had the women who were the five seed. They were hosting Vandy, and that was a very close game. It really was anyone's match, you know, at Riggs Field. And unfortunately, um, Vanderbilt got the ball, and, and, and they made them pay late in the game, and Clemson just couldn't come back. But that's the way soccer goes sometimes, and I, nothing to hang their hat about, head about. I thought that they played well. It, it really was anyone's match, and Vanderbilt, it, you know, they're a tough team. So those girls will be back. I just want to congratulate them on a great season. And, you know, this week was not what Clemson soccer, either of those teams wanted to, you know, end up with, but I thought there's a lot of good things that are happening, and one, I mean, Clemson just has a beautiful field. I've always just been impressed the way that they do that. And so lots to look forward to, but the men will continue their hopes for their season, trying to defend their title. Um, we'll hear later, I think even Monday today of when, where they'll be placed. So that's not as, as of right now that I have that, but we will share that as soon as we have that. And then let's get to some basketball. So very interesting with basketball. We have, the men, you know, they are one and one on the season. Uh, the big one, they open with the Citadel, 
And I thought they played well. Citadel is, um, they're a good team. They're a little bit, you know, we know them in, in South Carolina, but not always nationally. You know, they made some good three-pointers and, and kept it close. It was an 11-point game. I really liked what I saw from Hunter, Chase Hunter, in that opening game. And then Ian Shefflin. And that was interesting. You know, obviously we talked about with T.O., Terrence Oglesby. Like, what do these Tigers do especially when you're trying to get P.J. Hall back into the fold. And so I thought Chase Hunter really asserted himself as, you know, an offensive threat. And then you had, uh, like, Ian Shefflin was playing off the block well. And so gave up some three-pointers to the Citadel, but that, that's definitely how they, they play their offense. And so I thought there were some good things with that. And then Friday night, you know, you had the big rivalry game. And that's a tough matchup, honestly, um, at that early in the season. You know, you have Lamont Paris coming off of his run with Chattanooga, new first-year coach. You have Gigi Jackson, five-star freshman, lot of transfers. It's hard, to, and you're on the road, so it's hard to even know like what you're going to get with that. I, I, you know, I, it, they lost sixty to fifty-eight, and it just came up just short. There were some low misses underneath that I thought normally they would make. That's tough for a guy like Ian who scores, you know, his career high on a Monday, like opening night, and then Friday night doesn't score a basket and has a couple of close plays. I thought their bigs for Carolina played well. Um and then they were just making some shots. I mean they were they they got hot from three and you could tell they were feeling it. But Clemson Clemson made a run of it and I think the thing too is this team's still feeling it out, and uh, it's tough because you know you never want to lose to your rival, and this is such a key year for Brownell. I mean, it's pretty much you know it seems like it's like NCAA or bust kind of a thing, and so obviously you want to get as many wins as you can in a tougher, you know, a tough non-conference, and then you got ACC play because then you got oh you know all those guys, and so you want to give yourself room. You know, early and but the Tigers can recover from this, and it's not like this end all be all thing. But at the same time, you know, it, it's still tough. I thought we saw like I like the way that Chase Hunter plays. I think what I'm seeing right now is he he seems like the point guard. He's a point, you know, it's almost like a point, like a scoring point guard kind of a feel to it. I like that he can create his own shot. Um, has a couple good drives I really liked. Um, there are a couple times that they try to hand the ball off. You know, he would drive, try to hand the ball off, and then the Tigers couldn't finish as much. So, yeah, a couple shots here or there, and it's a different ball game. But it's hard to win on the road. It really is. And especially that early in the season, you don't know what you're looking at. But you put yourselves a chance to win. And if, if you know, a couple more baskets go in, it's a different conversation, which is that's just how basketball rolls sometimes. Um, so there's just not a lot of room for error, honestly, this year. And it's tough because this is a team that's, you know, you've had a lot of young guys and a lot of new pieces. I mean, when you look at that starting offense and, and, the, and these aren't excuses, honestly, this is just like, it's trying to give us like a, a healthy perspective of what this team is. It's, it's a, it's a make or break year, you know, or what it seems like for a burnout and just from what we're hearing it's tough because like they have such a uh, they have an exciting group of young pieces but it's tough that transition from high school basketball to 
to college, that's tough to get. And then it's like early season, and then you got your big rival, you know, on the road. It's it's tough to figure that out. And so you got you know Chase Hunter, who is trying to take over a new position, be the point guard. He's normally a two. You got uh, Brevin Galloway, who is a hometown kid, you know, but he was at Boston College and College Charleston, so he's trying to get his feel into the offense. And he's a he's a shooter, so he can be very streaky. Um, I thought he had filled in a couple good minutes, but he's it can be hit or miss. You know, it just depends on how he's feeling that night. Uh, you got Hemingway, who is an older guy, can be really good, but he's a deep threat and. Uh, you know, I would like to see him get a few more shots, but they were definitely keying in on him. Um, he's more an offensive player. You know, he, he can hold his own a little bit on defense, but you have that piece of it. Then you have, you know, PJ Hall is coming off the bench. He scored 15 and five, but he's normally your starter and he's come back from injury. And so he's, he's going to be limited in how much time he has at, on the court right now. And it, he's coming back earlier than, than we thought. But he, he, you know, he missed a lot of the offseason, you know, conditioning and practice, and he's been only been practicing a handful of times. So the conditioning is just not there. So the fact that he scored 15 points and looked the way he did, got a few rebounds, I mean, this just shows you how good the guy is and just the competitor that he is. And so I was just proud of him and the way that he was fighting through that and really trying to get his team an opportunity to win. Um, he can hit a couple of those threes. He just didn't hit. And then you got Ben Middlebrooks. He started, you know, as a bigger guy. He's a little bit more of a, seems like a little more of a rebounder, a little more of a spacer, getting you into your action as much of an offensive player. And then you have Shefflin, who is a little bit smaller. Um, and those two guys have been rotating, you know, and trying to help fill in the, the as backups for PJ Hall or just an, another a big piece. So. Yeah, there's a lot of um, – oh, and then Hunter Tyson, of course. I didn't mean that to – and Hunter Tyson, that's what I was trying to get to, is Hunter Tyson is like the piece that's been keeping this – you know, uh, you could argue he's the one consistent piece from last year in the starting lineup these past couple games. Like, he's in the same position, same spot, him coming back for an extra year. I thought he's been an excellent player early, and he just does a lot of little things that don't always show up on the box score. He's just always been that type of player, and – been really impressed with him and he's hit a couple of big shots he hit a couple of threes um like in that game a couple of big shots that kept the tigers in the game so not the outcome you want for sure but there's still a lot it's so early in the season there's still a lot to play for but wanted to talk into that as well and then you got the women and the women's team they're three and oh and i've gotten to watch a few of their games they're they're a fun group, you know, and I really hope that you get a chance to watch them. Went got to go to opening night when they played Garner Webb. I thought they played really well. Um, Ruby Whitehorn, I think she played well. Uh, she's still a freshman, so she, she's trying to figure out how she fits in the offense. You know, she'll score. She scored seventeen in one game, and then two this last game. There's, she's still trying to fi- figure out her way a little bit. You know, you you take away a girl like Alicia Washington last year was such a focal point of the offense. You know, now that you know, Mari Robinson's clearly the leader of this team, and that's been fun to see already early. But Hannah Hanks been getting there. Maddie Ott had a three-point barrage. You know, it, they've just been some. They've been a fun team to watch, and I, they had 14 threes the other day, breaking a school record. That was really cool. 
you know, they held Richmond to 40 points. Uh, so, I mean, Amanda Butler's got this team going, and it's going to be really fun. They've, they, they have South Carolina this week, and, of course, it's super hard because you play in the ACC. It's arguably the toughest conference in women's basketball and your big rivals. Oh, yeah, South Carolina, who won the national title, number one recruiting class, like clear number one right now. That's t- that's tough, you know, and so this team's continue to build momentum, continue to fight through things, continue to go, and I just love, I love the what I've been seeing so far early. They've just been a fun team to watch, and so they've got a big one Thursday night. Little John, the Gamecocks coming into town, number one, you know, it's expected to be like this big, you know, South Carolina's just going to come in here and, and kind of put the number up they want, and. I think if the Tigers can hang around, they'll make it interesting. You know, not saying I don't know if they'll win, but I think that there's been some improvement to where there's a lot of momentum going in. And even if you lose that game, that there's still a lot of exciting things to watch. And I've just, I've just enjoyed, I've enjoyed it. And I hope that you get a chance to watch it as well. Cause they've just been a fun team. So they're three, you know, they've got a big one this week. Uh, men's team, they're one and one. They've got, an underrated big week, honestly. Um, you you know when you look on the outside, you might be like, okay, like SC Upstate, Bellarmine, like what? You know, I know one of those teams. I'm not as familiar with another one. You know, those are probably two easy wins. You gotta be ready to go. I mean, SC Upstate will be ready to go Tuesday night. That's a big bounce back game. The big circle one for me is Bellarmine. I mean, To. Like, he tried to warn us, like, early in the year. Like, they won their conference, and those guys will come ready to play. And little, and here we go. You know, they beat their hometown team. They beat Louisville at their place. So, those guys will be ready to go. And that's a that's a big game, you know. And to come out, and you're like, okay, you can come out 3-1. and one. As you go into some of these early tournaments, you got Penn State, and then you got... Uh, a couple of these other games coming up early later in the season for the Tigers. And so this is a, this is a week you want to go two and for sure. And it'll be interesting to see how they use PJ hall. And I think we'll see some more of that, like him getting more used to the, like used, used to the um, getting in the rotation and getting more of his conditioning back, but it's a big week for basketball. So that's really fun. A lot to watch. So just want to get a little update on all these different sports. You know, of course, baseball had their scrimmage and um, their super regional scrimmage. And so that was fun to kind of see from a distance um, just online. And so a lot of fun stuff coming out. There's just so many things coming out now. So want to touch on all of that a little bit. So hopefully we'll get to talk later in this week um, about the Miami matchup and, and give updates on basketball and just check in more. So Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to please like and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is huge because it may- makes sure that you get the episode right away. You get notified of that, and it helps me with like numbers and just making sure people are getting to know to, to see it. And reviews are big because it helps other people find us. Because if people don't know what they don't know, you know. So if you really like the podcast, please definitely let people know and share or, or share any of our social media stuff. Putting a lot of stuff out there, so. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me and listen to, um, you know, listen to a guy talk by himself about Clemson sports, but I love it. And I love wanting to share with people. So however, this is meeting you in your day. Um, so hope you have a great one and just, uh, enjoying time with this. And I'm excited to keep, keep talking about it with you. So thanks guys. Let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about or continue to, 
to ask ask questions about, you can definitely reach out to me at Nick Roby. Um, spell it like you sound it, so you can reach out to me that way for sure too. So, thanks, guys. Um, and for now, we are signing off. <laughs>